Gyro Nation Metal. Welcome back to Gyro Nation Metal. My name is Jeff, and I'll be your host. Once again, Quebec metal has burned its way into my ears. Deviant Process is a progressive death metal band out of Quebec City, formed in 2009, and just released their latest album, Nurture, in late 2021. Today, I am fortunate enough to speak with Jean-Daniel Veneuve, one of the band's founding members and one of two guitarist vocalists. Jean-Daniel, thank you for spending this time with me, and welcome. Hey, man, it's my pleasure, man. Thank you for everything. No problem. I also want to thank you for taking this time out of your busy schedule. You're about to have a baby girl. <laughs> yeah, man. Everything is moving so fast here. You were like all uh, in preparation uh, to, to meet our, our baby girl, you know? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm about uh, to, uh, to learn the important uh, lesson in life, I guess. <laughs> uh, you'll keep learning for the rest of hers as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm excited for you, man. And, and again, thank you so much. I know things are busy because, um, I mean, the due date's coming up really close. Yeah, yeah. It's like less than a week. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. We'll definitely have to touch base afterwards and see how everything went. Yeah, yeah. it would be great, man. And so jumping straight into your albums here, um, you worked with artist Sebastien Bouchard for both of your album covers. Um, yep. For those listening, uh, he's a Canadian artist best known for his abstract art, as far as, far as I know. I could be wrong about that. So, Xian, if you're listening to me, please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so his style, much like his art, is difficult for me to follow, but it's done in a way that keeps me intrigued and I keep looking back at it, trying to figure out what's going on. So with that said, what's going on in your album covers? I can't really figure out what it is or what they are. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's like uh, when we, we were searching for... Uh, Quebec talent to uh, represent our music on the covers. We're searching from, for a real uh, painter. I was scrolling uh, some galleries on the internet and I, I reached this guy. I was like, that, that's kind of Dali-esque. I don't know if you, you know Dali, the, the, the great painter. Not too well. I've seen some things, but I'm not very well-versed. Kind of abstract. Yeah, it, it's abstract art, as you said. And uh, I was like uh, intrigued a lot, and I show show his art to the guy in the band, and every everyone were were like, "Yeah, man, that's awesome to talk to him." So I, I wrote down to him, and I was like uh, pretty polite and stuff. I was I, I didn't know what kind of guy he was, and I, like, "Hello, sir, uh, we are interested in uh, in your art. Uh, could it be possible to meet for a coffee or tea at some place?" And he was like, he responded me like. Yeah, man, we can have a beer and uh, maybe grab some snacks and uh, and uh, go to this place uh, and uh, far away. I was like, okay, uh, we'll meet there. And then I, I saw this guy with like the leather coat and the studs and the patches everywhere, the, the long hair. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the right dude. <laughs> <laughs> he is pretty much into death metal and black metal and uh, progressive stuff and uh, He's really, he is really open in, in music, so it worked really well with him. But for the, the theme under the, the art, we kind of just let him go as he wanted. He, he told us what kind of color he want. Um, what are the paintings that you like the most that I did in the past? And I was like, this one, this one. And he said, that's it. I have all I want from you. And we talked to about it later. He sure did. Uh, a couple of months later, and uh, guys uh, come at my place and I show you my workshop and, and all this stuff. And he painted this immense 
painting of uh, the, the first album, Parasism, on a four by four piece of wood. And I was like, holy shit, man, you, were, you weren't kidding. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, we basically uh, said to him, uh, that's it, you, you're, you're our guy for the rest of the, band, uh, the, the life of the band. Nice. Yeah. And so that means you're going to continue working with them uh, for subsequent yeah, albums. Yeah, of course. Perfect. Of, co- of course. Cool. Um, when you were seeking him out, you mentioned that you found him because he was Canadian. Is were you kind of trying to keep everything in Canada? Uh, in Quebec. Okay, even better. <laughs> even better, yeah. I, I want uh, I, to encourage the the, the most uh, local talents as possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, we're blessed there in Quebec. There's so much talent going on in uh, restaurants and uh, music, uh, art in general. Uh, name it. We're uh, very blessed to be uh, part of it. I would have to agree like the I was just talking about this with another guest uh, recording yesterday and it just seems there's such an in, immense export of of good metal coming from Quebec. I don't know what it is about that side of the country. Uh, I think it's uh, Voivod's fault, you know. <laughs> <laughs> their, their strangeness uh, were, were, was so inspiring through the years for all the bands that inspired each other, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it became like a big family, you know. A mutual uh, bizarre mess that is is reaching up so much people at the same place, and these these people are become influenced as well. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if I uh, I say it properly in English, but uh, as you can tell, uh, I don't be I don't speak English very often. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Your English is way better than my French, so don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, thanks, man. <laughs> no problem. So with uh, Sebastian's art, um, why do you think this style of art complements your music? I think so, because it's it's kind of, um, it's it's heavy to digest, you know? Mm-hmm. There, there's so much going on at the same time. And uh, it's abstract. You, you can't tell by the cover what it's going to be like, you know? And that... That's kind of uh, the things that we like the most in our music is to be intricate and and surprising at, at some parts and you know uh, uh, with all the instrumentals and stuff that's going on and uh, I think that the the painting delivers uh, quite the same uh, influence on the per- the person who is is reaching to the, the, this this kind of art you know mm-hmm. like what's going on I want to know uh, what's that what's this and uh, I think our music is a bit kind of like this also, you know? Yeah. I would have to say just as a listener, um, I'm drawn to your music cause I keep finding a few different things that I like each time, but I'm also drawn mm-hmm. to your album art because it's the exact same. I don't quite know what's going on, but it, I start to pick out small portions of it that I yeah. really enjoy. And then yeah. overall I start to appreciate it more. Yeah. Yeah. Every time you, you, you go through this, the, the, the process uh, of listening to it or, or just uh, looking to the art you like, discovering something new every time and it's kind of uh, uh really satisfying when, when you can uh, uh there's that that part that i discovered last time oh yeah mm-hmm. and, and i i like when the, the the music kept your attention so much that you you can lost and you find your way through uh, the the voyage i don't know how you say that in english but the the journey yep. that comes with it you know and so I guess then you uh, you obviously pay attention to stuff like album art and the intricacies when you're looking at like a band um, other than yeah, your own. Yeah, 
it's sure, man. When you're at a local uh, shop or whatever, uh, you find your, your where you find your, your music, you like, what the hell is this? So uh, I'm pretty sure every metalhead came, came to uh, a Cannibal Corpse uh, <laughs> cover one, once and said, holy shit, I'm going to die if I listen to this or what. <laughs> it's, it's the first approach uh, of the listener to the music. So most of times you like it. What's what's that? I have to to discover what what's behind all this stuff. You know, it, it's so intricate. Yeah, the, I think we did the the the, first, the right choice by choosing this guy to represent uh, the way our music uh, could be expressed on on paper. <laughs> yeah, I think the style of your music definitely matches the style of the art. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, yeah, I think I think too. And so with your last album, Nurture, um, it was released through Season of Mist Records. Um, will you guys be working with them on subsequent releases? Uh, yes, yeah. of course. Uh, the, 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 the contract, uh, I think we have, we have to do two more with them, or three. Uh, I have to look at my uh, contract. <laughs> but yeah, we, we, we'll keep uh, working together with uh, Season of Mist, of course. So with uh, with a contract that gives you a number of albums that you have to pr- uh, provide. Yep. Do they give you specific deadlines or do they just say as long as you have them out um, in reasonable time that it's all good? And it's pretty much uh, the, like uh, the, the next one should be like in three years, I think, or five. Okay. But uh, we have deadlines, but uh, we can surely uh, put the album uh, before if, if we are able to, but uh, uh, the label works uh, with deadline most of times. It depends on your contract with them. Yeah. And so would you say that their deadlines are pretty reasonable then? Uh, yes, but it was qu- quite a pain in the ass for nurture. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Uh, with the COVID and stuff uh, going on, uh, our schedules were like fought uh, from A to Z. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, you got it together. So did you end up meeting your deadline? Uh, yes, uh, from uh, like uh, this much uh, for 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 the piece of, the person listening is like uh, really really close to the deadline. <laughs> you got it out either way, so that's wicked. Yes, yes, yes. And you guys were obviously happy with uh, with the result too. Yeah, yeah, of course. The, and the the reviews are pretty good. And then you've also worked with another label, uh, if I remember correctly, and you also released an EP independently. So. My question here is, would you say that working with a label benefits you guys as a band? And if so, in what ways? Uh, uh, the, the, a bigger label, the bigger the, you get, the chance to be heard uh, came with the, the, the label. But, um, and uh, also they pay uh, in advance for your, uh, your studio's fees and uh, all, all the things that... Uh, that came uh, with uh, the the production of the album. So yeah, for for people like us who have daily jobs and aren't rich, uh, it's pretty great to be with a, a label that can give you uh, some money to to go to the studios and do a, a great job. They're really great for that, and um, they can uh, promote you on uh, great gigs too. And uh, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're we're really pleased to be a part of this uh, season of Mist. Uh, a lot of bands that we like are on the same label, so we're thrilled, man. 
it's even better that you belong to a label that you like who else they promote as well yeah yeah a lot of stuff great great stuff come comes from from season of miss and um, we couldn't add a, a better label i think mm -hmm. and so what, what would you say some of the challenges that are working with the label uh as we said before the uh, deadlines <laughs> of course um it's pretty bigger than you thought it is when you're in it you know like holy shit there's a lot of people to try to 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 okay i want to promote this this thing you, you have to talk to like three different person this dude this dude this dude uh, three different countries and uh and does he speak english does he speak french and you know that the label there are some people that speak french too so it's it can be complicated to to know to, to which person we have to talk to to uh, to talk about uh, some project around the, the delivery of the the product but uh, it's for the best mm -hmm. and uh, it's better to, that that they they do this than than and us because uh, we prefer uh, playing music and uh, drinking beers. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the, with labels, they also have the contacts. They already have these well-established yeah. relationships. So it takes a little bit less effort on your part, and then you can focus on what you guys want to do, right? Like you said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, we can focus uh, really more on the music, and that's the important part. Mm -hmm. Um, you mentioned reviews earlier, uh, just briefly there, but I'm just wondering, like, do you pay attention to reviews a lot? And then also, yeah. what kind of feedback do you pay attention to on social media? I like when it's very negative, <laughs> so we can work on something, you know, we talk about it. And uh, yeah, the, this guy the, didn't like a lot of this that we uh, we tried on the album. But is it because he, he just didn't understand or... But it's a, it's just for fun, you know. But uh, it's great when you, uh, you you see so much love uh, towards you when you work so hard on something like like this album. It, it, it's been like four years since we we composed the first song, I think. So yeah, to see so so much great feedback is like uh, we're happy that that we we delivered and the right times to get so much love <laughs> yeah no doubt um when somebody does give you negative feedback um mm -hmm. how do you know they're not just being an asshole they're just not just shitting all over it because it's not their style it's the, the 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 way um he, he wrote the article so sometimes you can see that this guy is just nothing to this kind of stuff you know uh, a guy who definitely ate jazz and prog and long song and cannot fake the way uh, the fake uh, that he liked the album you know he, he but but i i know it's it's, it's because he, he just don't like this kind of music and uh, we, we're okay with that but uh, in general i don't give a shit about uh, what people thought about what i did because uh, the, the important uh, part of the of the criticism about my music is the, the guys in the band uh, uh when i work on a song with uh, stefan and he said uh, you know that that riff that you uh, you uh, you compose in uh, like a uh, seven hours uh, saturday uh, i don't like it and we should we should do this this part instead and i'm like ah oh, fuck and i worked so hard on that part but you know you have to take down the, the to you you have to um, 
to march uh, beyond that and, uh, and go forward you know uh, sometimes uh, you have to trust your uh, bandmates and uh, mm -hmm. and uh, not be so uh, so mad about the time that you lost doing other parts that uh, the guys didn't like you know well and you guys are all working towards a common goal so you're trying to do something that all of you enjoy right yeah yeah of course um so you guys have a pretty unique sound to you and i'm just wondering how you guys chose a musical direction uh i think uh, it came naturally of course where there's no forcing in any way in any style but it's deeply based on death metal you know i grew up listening to prog at my parents you know and uh, it has to be prog in some ways even though i, I was hugely influenced by uh, by my friend when i discovered uh, death metal and black metal and trash and all this kind of music and uh, so when when it was time for me to find a way to express my myself in music i was like okay uh, I, I want to be very different, like all those great uh, Quebec bands like uh, Martyr and uh, Covadis and uh, Auguri. And uh, uh, what should I do to, uh, to, to, to to be a part of it? So I, I said, yeah, I have to, to fusion some style, but being genuinely, uh, genuinely uh, brutal and uh, death metal about it. And uh, so, yeah, the first demo I did uh, was called Psychic Pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, it was um, a brutal death metal with prog and symphonic elements. And then uh, from that, uh, it, it grew to be what it is to, today, you know. Was it your motivation to infuse like jazz influences? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but uh, everyone in the band uh, is deeply into jazz and uh, and prog and stuff. So okay. it wasn't ju just my part, you know. Uh, uh, Stefan is way, way, way uh, far uh, far in in that that kind of music too. Okay. And um, so yeah, it was just natural to use uh, the things that aren't metal but can can be used as tool to elevate the music, you know, to be, to be intricate and, uh, say it's refreshing to, if I listen to an album that is purely death metal the, from A to Z, and it's like, uh, the fastest possible, the, the, the deeper growl ever. And I'm kind of bored after like 20 minutes. So I, I need some, something to, uh, to spice up a bit the, the the music you know bringing in different influences from multiple genres also give you a little bit more freedom as well as a little mm -hmm. bit you're more unique than somebody who just does i, I don't want to say more unique necessarily but the sound is more unique than somebody who does straight death metal or whatever yeah yeah i i don't want to sound like, like an asshole too. i i like a lot of purely death metal band and technical death metal band i mm -hmm. think they're great and great musician and stuff but for my music i needed something that uh, was personally very 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 interesting because uh, um, I, I have to if i'm to, uh, for, to do something i want to be with all those great bands in quebec and i think uh, that the the way we used our different different influences helped us a lot to reach that, that uh, status you know mm -hmm. And with influencing, or sorry, 
infusing different influences into your music, you also get to learn different instrumental techniques or different timings. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing I'm not too sure, but it just seems like there's a lot more freedom when you start to branch out. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, uh, um, it's richer, you know, than the music, uh, uh, can benefit a lot of different styles, you know, mm. and it's, it's, it makes you grow through it too, because it, if uh, we were to to put this great um, intro in uh, that is prog and jazzy uh, classical guitars, you, you have to do your chops, you know. Uh, you, you can't uh, say, ah, okay, I will, we'll do it. Uh, it's easy. Uh, the jazz is for uh, old folks, and you know it's it better be easy to play than uh, no man. <laughs> you have to do your chops. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty hard. <laughs> And with the desire to create a more unique, more personalized sound, is that why you chose to go with two guitarists and vocalists? Uh, I didn't chose that uh, because when I first did my demo, I wanted a keyboard player and not another guitar player. <laughs> so I, I did the, the, the demo and I put it on a, a forum here in Quebec that, is called, that was called Capital du Metal. And then uh, I have this guy who approached me, Stefan, indeed. He said, he said to me, like, uh, hey, man, you don't need any keyboard player. I can play be be better than any keyboard player on your, on your music, man. <laughs> so give me a chance and uh, let's grab a beer and without this to, uh, together. And uh, I show you and uh, it's pretty much where the band really started because uh, we kind of threw, threw away the, all the symphonic elements and, and the things that weren't uh, finally what uh, we were searching for you know mm -hmm. is it more difficult to write a song with uh with two different guitarists versus one uh no no no, no uh, because we help each other you know and then um, sometime uh when one puts a great riff down uh the other can complement it so that the riff sounds really other otherworldly you know I don't know. Uh, I think it's easier. Uh, I, I don't know why it will be harder to work with two guitar players. I think it's an advantage, you know, um, and uh, two singers as well. When I can't play because I, I can't sing and play at the same time, but because my, my parts are too difficult or vice and versa, I can uh, talk to Steph and say, hey, man, you, you can, do, can you scream at that, at that part? I, I can't and it's too complicated say so, sure man uh, we can adapt to some riffs and uh we'll, we will share the, the job uh, as a vocalist to 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 be able to lay to lay down our part and uh, our guitar part easily you know and then so sometimes you guys will be playing the same music and then other times you'll be branching off and doing different things uh, it's almost every uh, it's almost uh, never the same thing that we play okay. together. In fact, uh, we always like uh, doing the, this technique that is, um, well, of course, we harmonize each other, but uh, it's a uh, counterpoint. Okay. There's counterpoints every time. And uh, so we, we are kind of uh, all playing. We are serving the, the same song, but we don't play anything uh, that is the same on the guitar the, and the bass too. And, uh, but when we put the, the three together, it's like, that's it. That, that, that's the song. And uh, it, you kind of figure out, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, 
it works. And uh, when when I focus on the right or the left, the the, the two are are not doing the same thing. And uh, that that's a that the style that uh, that we uh, we like uh, very much in the, the the way we compose uh, our track. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, what's your involvement in writing the lyrics? Hmm. Uh, pretty much uh, none. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, we uh, we were blessed to have uh, two great intellectuals as uh, our bassists, and uh, the first one, Pierre Luc, who played bass on uh, Paroxysm, is an English teacher, and uh, he spoke uh, rather uh, really well in English, and uh, his writing still uh, style uh, with the lyrics is very very great. Uh, and uh, Philip too is not a teacher, but he, he grew up uh, in and uh, did the, the English school uh, where uh, he grew up, and uh, so he's like a bias, one hundred person bilingual. And uh, he's, uh, the two guys uh, had a lot of interest in uh, mythological and esoteric stuff, and then no gory or ill Satan uh, kind of lyrics, but uh, very intricate and. Uh, and uh, I, I found that, that the, the guy were, were uh, very, very, very good at it. So I, I let them de- do their parts and uh, I rearranged uh, the vocal tracks and, uh, with their, li- their, their lyrics on the song because uh, I have to, uh, to play the guitar uh, also. So uh, it's me who, who plays the, the, the vocals pattern because uh, if not, it would be impossible. Is there a reason that you guys chose to write in English versus French? uh never thought of it to be honest uh i'm open to to speak uh to 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 sing in french for one song in in the third album why not but um it just came naturally i think having two two guys that uh to put so so many great lyrics in english i was like i I didn't ask them for putting down the lyrics in, in French and you know you're so used to listening to to English in the in the music industry so we can uh, never talk about doing anything in French in fact uh, sorry <laughs> oh no it's all good I it's just curious um in speaking with people across the world sometimes people are more likely to write in English because it's more accessible but then some other people are more likely to write in their in their first language because uh, it's easier or it flows better uh, if, if it was to be me to, to put the the, the the lyrics and the, the music uh, it would be in French because <laughs> uh, as you can uh, hear uh, as you can hear uh, it would be a butchery uh, <laughs> to say that to put my lyrics in English you know i've mentioned this before but uh people always give other others a hard time when they're trying to learn english and it's it's really strange because if i went anywhere on the planet my my other language would be horrendous and just that so many people know english and they learn english in their own countries they come over here they know how to speak it very well i just don't understand the criticisms like you're doing quite well you're holding a great conversation and Man, there's sometimes I can't even speak English, and that's that's what I was born with. <laughs> yeah, no. And when I saw your name, Jeff Giroux, I was like, uh, okay, this guy is from Quebec. <laughs> but no, how you pronounce your name in English, man? Giroux. It's uh, Giroux. Giroux. Yeah. So it's kind of the same, uh-huh. but kind of not. Um, I've never, uh-huh. unfortunately, like I learned French through school, and then because I hadn't used it for so long, I just forgot a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And now it's uh, just escaped me. So, 
Yeah, I know it's, it's like a muscle and you have to train it, but if, if not, it, it, it's depleted and you forget about it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I'm facing it. I'm, fi- I'm facing it right now. You know, <laughs> I, I'm kind of rusty in my. I don't have a, a many chance to speak in English with anybody here. It's more uh, the guy. Uh, people in Montreal are more way more used that that uh, than here in Quebec City. Uh, everything is French here, except hmm. like uh, for the tourists, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, in great or old. Do you think the difference? in English and French in Montreal and Quebec city are based on tourists numbers or just because of the size of the city or what do you think the reason is for that? Mm, I bet the immigration too, maybe. And Montreal is, is more of an international hub though, right? Like it has a yeah, bigger yeah, airport yeah. and everything. This is completely off topic, but uh, do you spend a lot of time in like old Quebec city? Like in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but um, I bought this house uh, like uh, two years ago. Mm-hmm. It's, Kind of, kind of far from the the old Quebec, but uh, when I was, uh, I had my first place, and uh, when I met up my my girlfriend at that time, uh, we had an apartment uh, like fifteen uh, minutes from the the old Quebec city. So we're like there every time to to grab a beer in in a bar or to just take a walk. It's beautiful, man, uh, with the castle and all. Yeah, it is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I love the cannons on the uh, on the shore there and everything. Like, yeah, I've never been to Europe, but that's kind of how I would assume a lot of places in Europe would look. Yeah, I, I've been in Paris and in in some some of the streets here in the, the old Quebec. Uh, I've had a great resemblance with uh, some of the streets in in Paris. That's really cool. I wish I could mm. live in a place that had that much historical. I'd say historical value because I mean Calgary doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've never been there, man. You're not missing too too much. Just a lot of uh, it's a it's a big city. Like, and what I mean by that is it just takes up a lot of space. It's not very congested right now. But uh, mm-hmm. coming from a guy who's lived here his entire life, like it's just I don't know that there's that much that's special. I can't think of anything other than like the stampede that would draw many tourists. But mm-hmm. there aren't many selling features. But it's a nice city. Like I enjoy it. I love my city. It's clean. I like the people. Um, mm-hmm. I bet. Yeah. I bet. Um, mm-hmm. So going back to the beginning of uh, of Deviant Process, how did you guys come up with the name? Where did what was the motivation? For that? <laughs> uh, it's not a very interesting uh, <laughs> story. This is just like a, I, I was really into the. The documentary about uh, some serial killer and stuff, and like uh, what's the what they've been through, and uh, what's the the the, the, the process of uh, their their mania, you know? For uh, why are they like this today? Uh, what's what happened in their their childhood, you know? And uh, so yeah, I, I was searching for a name that wasn't used. So that's really hard and was kind of um, not original, but that sounded death metal, I guess, but not with uh, the intestinal incubation of my fist or whatever. <laughs> that this is completely stupid. But um, yeah, that that's the way I approached uh, my, my research. And I was like, oh, okay, I can, I, I have something for um, uh, deviant uh, killers and stuff. And, uh, 
and uh, all their stories. So yeah, I can I, I can use uh, the process and deviance uh, in a in a name. It's not very original. I can I regret it uh, sometimes, but I, if it works, it works. <laughs> so you guys used to be called Psychic Pain. Um, I'm just wondering what uh, what prompted the name change. Uh, okay. Yeah. So uh, when um, when I put this demo down on uh, MySpace, uh, it was um, very symphonic and stuff, like I, I told you. And um, when we kind of rework my 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 composition with the, the new lineup, we're like, uh, hey man, it sounds pretty different than uh, than what Psychic Pain sounded on your demo. Maybe we should just change name too, you know, to uh, start from fresh, you know. And that's what it. That basically what we did. Oh, cool. Um, speaking of different bands, uh, your other group is called Solanaris. Uh, yep. Uh, I, it was. I was a session musician. For oh, okay. This, uh, this it's it's only a studio project. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I was in Solanaris. Uh, this guy Eric Labrie uh, came to me and like, uh, you want you want to participate? Uh, I have this album. It's all composed. And uh, I have this dude on drums, uh, the, this guy, this guy on bass, uh, this this girl on saxophone, and and the project goes from country to avant-garde death metal. And I was like, holy shit, it must be interesting. And uh, so I, I did it. Some someone uh, j just went uh, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> at, at some game. <laughs> that's my phone. Somebody's calling me. I just don't want to uh, pick it up, and it's really far away. Give me one sec. I'm actually just gonna uh, yeah, no turn trouble. it off. Well, that's embarrassing. I thought that was on silent. <laughs> a great, great ringtone, uh, by the way. <laughs> the one for my wife is the Super Mario Bros. theme. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> great, great. <laughs> so what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So, silent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. The, um, so I, Eric uh, had his studio, home studio at home. So I went to his place a couple of times and laid down the tracks and... Um, uh, when we were at the mixing stage, uh, I was can kind of not happy with what was going on, and uh, we can have had uh, an argument about it. To be perfectly honest, I don't like what it sounds today, and I pretty much don't listen to it. Uh, it's not; it's just not as professional as I think it would be with the the production, you know. Uh, it's a do-it-yourself uh, band, so bad pro studio projects are. But um, so I, I wasn't pleased with the result. Uh, so I, when Eric came to me about the second album, I was like, you know what? Uh, Season of Mist just signed uh, my band, and I think I can focus on the two projects uh, together. And uh, so, yeah, I have to, to drop this off. But... Uh, yeah, oh, sorry. I was just gonna say it's um it's also really hard to be part of something that you're not passionate about or that you don't believe. In. Yeah, but I I like the music a lot. Eric is a great composer and all that. It's not the music that it, that that is the problem. It's that mostly the production of the album that I wasn't happy with. So uh, that the, that's it's it's not the, it it doesn't meet the my expectations. So. Uh, I, I was very, very disappointed when I heard the final product, you know. But uh, I have done something similar uh, recently. 
during the pandemics, uh, one of my great uh, great music uh, music friend uh, told me about this project he was on. It's uh, avant-garde, uh, experimental, kind of jazzy, not metal at all, but really over the top kind of project. And I was like uh, very intrigued by it. And I said, uh, what does it sound like? And he said, uh, you know, uh, uh, Zappa, the Black Page, or uh, the, those crow rock bands like, and very experimental from the 70s, like uh, the band was called uh, uh, Magma. And uh, I was like, yeah, man, I, I love this band. So uh, he, he reached out to me. Uh, the, the main composer and uh, if you're interested uh, please feel free to ask me any any question and uh, the the composer uh, is a keyboard player and a drummer and but he composed all the music so he told me like uh, hey man you know uh, i never played guitar in, in my entire life and i i've put that the, your tracks on uh, this file and uh, if it's impossible it's perfectly normal you have to figure out uh, what to play <laughs> and uh, that's it <laughs> i was like oh yeah that's a fucking great challenge you know and uh, uh to be honest it gave me an headache uh immediately when uh, i listened to the the album the first time <laughs> it was it's really really demanding for uh, for the listener and uh, and to play it of course uh, as a musician, but uh, it's, it's a really, really great challenge. And uh, I put uh, Stefan uh, uh, as the the second guitar player uh, in the in the project. So uh, yeah, the, uh, half half of the even process will be featured in uh, avant-garde, experimental kind of proggy, fucked up band. And uh, I don't know where, when it will. Uh, Come out, uh, come out, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty stoked about this project, you know. And I'm sorry if I missed that, but what's that project called? I want to make sure I keep an eye on it. Oh, I I cannot tell but you. You can't tell me. Okay, fair <laughs> no, enough. No, 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 it's too too soon. Okay, it's sounds too good. Soon and uh, uh, but uh, it, it's really really new. That there's no uh, new music before the okay. uh, the album that we just did. So yeah, it's pretty pretty new and. Uh, I never heard uh, something like it, to be really honest. And I, I'm listening to a lot of fucked up music, but this one is just like uh, over the top. And, uh, but it can drag people off, really off by uh, the, the way it's very, 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 very dense. And um, hmm. if be, if some people think your know, uh, deviant uh, process music is too complicated, you, you never heard of it. Uh, <laughs> that they're they're the real uh, complicated band uh, that, that I, I am a part of, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, have you guys? Do you guys have a timeline as to when you might release something? Oh no no no! It's a it's a do it yourself project too. So uh, like Solinaris, so yeah, we kind of have no no uh, real uh, deadlines or or stress about uh, this project. But uh, I um. I did it very quickly because uh, my my girlfriend told me, hey, you know, you have to till this date because uh, you're gonna have a, a, someone to take care of, you know, and uh, you you can't uh, play guitar as much as as you would. So uh, be prepared and uh, do 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 your business with this band. But uh, as soon as she, as our baby girl comes. Uh, you can't play anymore. <laughs> uh, you'll be you'll be playing in no time. She'll get into metal. Oh. Like um, 
one thing with my daughter, she actually likes it when I turn on metal. She starts banging her head and she starts trying oh, yeah. to do the de- death growls. It's pretty funny. How old is she? Uh, just a year and a half. Ah, okay. Yeah. It's, it's pretty soon to do uh, She's lucky, man. Uh, I, I, I think I heard my first metal song. I was 11 years old and it, it was Ranch Nine. <laughs> So, yeah, she's a lucky little girl. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much metal to show her. I don't think there's enough time. (laughs) (laughs) She has her entire life to figure out. Yep. And so you said your first metal band was Rammstein. Um, Yeah. Who were some of the other metal bands you first got into? Uh, At 12, uh, there's this band who released their first really well-known album. It was called Aid Breeder from Children of Bodom. Uh, and I was like completely, completely hooked by the guitar work. And I was like, holy shit, some people can play like that. It's phenomenal. You know, the only thing I knew at that time was like uh, sticks, uh, Genesis and Pink Floyd solos. And I was like uh, blown away and, uh, and uh, the aggression and the vocals. And uh, I was hooked for for life, man. Uh, Soon after I learned about uh, this band, Cannibal Corpse, Suffocation morbid angel the aside and it was like okay man uh, i have to sing like this man. uh the, the first thing that impressed me the most when i heard that that first song of rammstein that i heard was the vocal i was like man it's so guttural and and deep and but it's well pronounced and i was like what's this guy is he like a robot or something and I, I was really, very, very impressed by uh, by the the guitar riffs also. And uh, but the first thing that uh, I wanted to be involved as a musician, you can see, is uh, to be a a death metal singer. Okay. The vocals from for metal for me, um, they always stuck out. Like I was always intrigued with what people could do with their voices. Like even if I couldn't understand mm-hmm. it, it was incredible to see the high and low ranges and the growls, the screams. And then sometimes you had somebody like uh, Mikhail Akerfeld who would just he would scream and then he would sing. And I just I never understood mm-hmm. how somebody could go back and forth. Partly because uh, every time I me. scream, I just start coughing. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy is is one of a kind. He... He has his own voice. You know, whenever, if he's, if he's screaming or if he's groaning or if he's singing, you know it's him. You recognize him very well. His craft is really, really, really well done, you know. Musician like this guy is like the, my goal in life to, to be recognized like uh, oh that must be Jean Daniel who's singing there or oh this must be one of his solos you know because I think it's the, the greatest thing you can accomplish as, as a musician and Michael Kerfeld uh, surely did yeah there are definitely a lot of uh, notable uh, not just musicians but if we're sticking on the vocals topic um, there are so many people who have just unique vocals that have that that sound mm-hmm. to them you just know instantly who it is but that also yeah, comes yeah. with knowing the band too. It's not just right yeah. off the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a guy like a Patrick Mamali from Pestilence. I don't know if you listen to uh, some Pestilence. That this guy is vocal. I, I I think most of my friend thinks that his vocals are horrendous. You know, it's like he's like he's losing his throat while he, 
he is saying, but man, I found it awesome. And uh, this guy is recognizable from uh, from the moon, you know. He is so awesome, and the way he sings, yeah, no, nobody sings like, uh, or, or maybe the the guy from uh, obituary is maybe not far from mm-hmm. the the singer from Pestilence is the kind of, same kind of style. But man, yeah, when I when I singer, uh, make make his own voice re- recognizable for uh, as this guy, these great singers, it's, it's it's like very very awesome. It's, it's kind of my goal, to be honest, uh, to find my own voice and that to be recognizable, you know? Yeah. I think that would also benefit your music, too. If you're going to look to sound like other people, then mm-hmm. you might be written off as like a knockoff band. But if you're looking to yeah, do something exactly. truly unique, you're going to be appreciated more. Mm-hmm. Exactly, man. The, 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 nonetheless, I, I grew up uh, practicing over uh, cannibal, cannibal Corp songs and... Uh, doing covers of uh, the aside and dying fetus and that uh, but it wasn't to become uh, uh, to, to replace them when they, they they retire or whatever it was just to 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 make my my, my voice grow because i i wasn't born with th- this kind of talent you know you have to work for it as to like you when the first time you, you pick up a guitar you, nobody's good the first time you know mm-hmm. uh, you, you can learn quicker than some than some others bear some other person but uh, when you find your own voice on an instrument or with your voice that's when the main goal as a musician is uh, is there i think for me for me it's very very that yeah so going back into your personal tastes of metal, who are some of your current favorite bands? Uh, in metal, only in metal. Ah, uh, no, whatever. Oh uh, yeah, I I'm like uh, listening to a lot of Frank Zappa lately. Uh, I don't know if you're into this kind of stuff. Uh, it's pretty wacky, uh, uh, all over the place kind of music. But I'm also into um, Alan Oswald, uh, fusion fusion rock. Uh, and fusion and metal a lot, uh, but for metal, what I listen to, I may, mostly black metal these days, like Cradle of Filth, uh, Mayhem, uh, Dark Funeral. Uh, I, I I bet you can tell by Nurture uh, that the sound is way more blackened than on Paroxysm. At some parts, we, we were very influenced by. Um, some of the great uh, black metal bands from Norway and uh, France and like, um, I don't know if you know what uh, that spell Omega and uh, those kind of bands were really, really into it. Um, not so much on that metal these days, except like I said before, the Pestilence uh, or maybe the, the old classics uh, like Morbid Angel, Cannibal Corpse. Um, I don't go too far into the tech debt scene these days. Um, I'm not uh, very, very into that anymore these days. The music is very good, but you just don't click to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but yeah, that's pretty much it. What is it that draws you to black metal? Um, I think it's the... Um, the ambience, the the aggression, the uh, um, I I think that the the genre really uh, rege- uh, how can I how can I say that in English? Um, the 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 style of black metal that that is coming out these days is really 
like Reborn, I think. Um, there's a lot of different influence in the music, and uh, it's not just uh, uh, like a garage band uh, with a Hail Satan's and a bad production, and you know. I think it, there's a lot of uh, really, really intricate black metal that comes uh, come out these days. Like uh, the, the last uh, two or three uh, Mayhem albums are really, really, really original, I think, when you compare, you compare with their older stuff. And um, I, I don't know what, what dragged me to this, uh, to be honest. I think... Uh, um, the, the the death metal these days uh, can is kind of on hold. Um, it doesn't bring much on the table at it did in as it did in the past. I think. Um, I so yeah. I think there there's definitely a lot of stuff going on on the black metal scene that I find more appealing than the recent uh, metal that I heard uh, recently, to be honest. Okay. The main reason I ask about black metal is because that's something that um, I've recently come to start enjoying. I think with the older stuff, I have a problem understanding the rough production and like that Mm -hmm. that kind of flat sound. So Mm -hmm. what is it about that that you like? (laughs) Uh, uh, I'm not very into that uh, rough predictions you know like you said mm-hmm. um, it may be it may give uh, the uh, the listener uh, some uh, some kind of ambience or style that they that they want but uh, for me it's more uh, about um, the the craziness that they can go um and the arrangement there are uh, sometimes really really intricate and complicated like uh, I don't know if you listen uh, to a couple songs of uh, old Cradle of Filth, like uh, in the Cruelty and the Beast album. Like the arrangement are fucking awesome. All, all the album is really, really great, and uh, it's very, very original. Even these days, uh, we we can't find any bands that go deep as they did in their style, you know, and. Um, I, I think uh, uh, there is much going on in uh, the black metal scene these days. You should try uh, that spell Omega. Okay. Uh, a band from France. It's it's chaotic mo- mo- most of the time, but uh, man, you you have to to hear that. It's fucking crazy, man. I love it so much. So. Um, yeah, I don't know about uh, anything else to say about that. <laughs> what was I going to say? No, there were a couple of releases last year that just blew me away from black metal. Mm. Um, the one that comes to mind specifically is Stormkeep. I was oh, I listened yeah. to that nonstop. I'm like, this is great. But then what I did was started to go back through some older black metal and I started to pick up some... Uh, I guess some similarities between the melodies yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So I, I think I'm slowly coming, uh, yeah, coming to terms with old black metal. If that makes sense. If you like that release, uh, it sounds a bit like a, a old dissection. Yep. You know the band dissection from Norway, and uh, the band Ketaminia. Uh, I'm I think they they are from Sweden. I don't I'm not sure, but uh, Sweden, sorry. But I'm not sure. But uh, storm, the the production and the the riffs on Storm Storm Keep uh, 
kind of reminds me of all Katamina's album I was listening to when I was in uh, uh, when I was like 15. And uh, yeah, I was hooked at that. that, that, that at first listen, I was like, oh, yeah, it's, I'm going back to so so, so much great memories of my ch- my uh, teenage years, you know. And, uh, yeah, Storm Keep is absolutely a, a phenomenal album. I, I like it very much. And I'm also a huge fantasy fan, so seeing that cover was yeah. just, it was stellar. I'm like, I want this on my wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, all the, the, the transition with the, the folky elements, you know, with the you you hear you some some uh, some knights fighting with swords uh, at that time and uh, it's uh, I think it's awesome. I just read the, the 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 Lord of the Ring and you know I'm a I'm I'm huge uh, I'm a huge fan of fantasy medieval fantasy too and um, so I was hooked about the, the the lyrical themes in the album. You know, are you a fan of Brandon Sanderson then? Brandon who? Brandon Sanderson. So he's the guy who um, originally helped finish the Wheel of Time series after Robert Jordan uh, had passed. No, no, I, I don't recall that name. Oh, you should. Uh, <laughs> you got a lot of fantasy to read, man. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I have some, some time to. Uh, uh, I know I have much going on, and if I, I have to uh, to go deep in this uh, kind of stuff. You know what, like some, there are some super fans. He's got like this whole uh, universe called the Cosmere. And basically there are some super fans who pick out every detail, every um, link between the books and the series and stuff. So he's got multiple series coming out and this guy puts out content. Like I can't even, I can't even understand because this guy is just so incredibly busy. And just over the last, I think year or two, he's come out with four different novels um, that he just oh, announced. Yeah. So he's doing like a Kickstarter with like a hardcover copy, and it's it's pretty cool. Um, but he oper- operates on a completely different level. It's crazy. Oh yeah, that's interesting, man. You should uh, write down the, in the chat the, the, his name. Uh, I would uh, check it out. Yeah, check for sure. Uh, how do I do that? I don't even know how. There we go. Chat. Let's see. Yeah, see the bottom right of the screen. Yeah. Here we go. So as far as um, as far as fans wanting to find your music, uh, where's the best place for them to find it for you guys? I guess uh, in a show, but uh, we don't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, you can find our music on Bandcamp. And uh, today is Bandcamp Friday. Yes, it is. <laughs> you, can, you can buy our album on this platform. You can find our music on Spotify, Tidal, and YouTube Music, and all this great stuff. Uh, I think your local shop should, uh, I don't know if you say local shop or music uh, department, mm-hmm. or well, you, you can find our album, I'm pretty sure. But uh, yeah, I, I would like to, to, to sell you my, my album in, in a show after a, a great night, but uh, it's kind of uh, impossible. In, these days but uh, there there's some light at the end of the tunnel as a uh, announcer uh, the, the last announce uh, we heard uh, on the radio here quebec i don't know about you in canada uh, the, the masks are still going on and all yeah. oh really we just yeah. um i think it was march 1st we got rid of the masking and then before that we would get rid of some of the other restrictions so right now as far as i know everything is completely open uh yeah that's great man i think uh, for us it's like a uh, in April, I think it's said uh, after the second week of April, we can, everything goes to normal uh, except the uh, mask in the hospital and the 
and then and the bus and stuff and taxis and uh, you know yeah fair enough i mean yeah there are all these different opinions about masking and rights and all that kind of stuff and regardless of like your opinion i think there's i mean i had no problem masking around certain people and like the main reason i masked inside is not because i was told to but it was mostly because of out of respect for the business owners like mm-hmm. Or I don't think that an employee should have to worry about trying to enforce these things. If it's a if it's a law, then it should be enforced by the government and not by business owners. So, mm. anyways, I'm glad that most of it's coming to an end. And if people still yeah. want to mask, then so be it. That's their thing. Yeah, yeah. Nobody should get angry yeah, if yeah. somebody wants to mask or not. If they feel more comfortable, who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah. I I agree, man. Awesome. Well, it was awesome chatting with you today, Jean-Daniel, and uh, I appreciate you again spending this time with me, especially so close to, uh, like I said earlier. It's my pleasure, man. And I definitely can't wait to have you on again, so I'd like to catch up with you and let me know how everything goes. Yeah, yeah, of course, man. We have to do this. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next time on Gyro Nation Metal. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. The podcast can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you would like to support this podcast, please consider checking out my Patreon. Thank you.